This is Viterbi Voices. Coming to you from the University of Southern California, Viterbi School of Engineering. We're here to give you the inside scoop about research, classes, student life, and so much more. All of these shared from our students, faculty, and other members of our USC community. Welcome back to Viterbi Voices. As usual, I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And hi, everyone. My name is Emily Powis, Senior Studying Biomedical Engineering. And also joining us is Alex. Alex, so t- tell everybody about yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex, and I am a senior studying industrial and systems engineering, and I'm also doing my PDP in engineering management starting this year, um, cool. and I'm from Palos Verdes, California. Awesome. I know that's a fun one to announce, but it's kind of a recent decision, so uh-huh. that was surprising. Blasted out there. Okay, <laughs> so, so graduating with your bachelor's this year, because it's your senior year, Are you is PDP keeping you for one more year? Yes, okay. that's the plan. Very cool, and engineering cool. management. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Congratulations. That's very, very exciting. Uh, and in addition to that, Alex, you also are bringing us this really cool episode. Can you tell everybody what this episode is all about? Yeah. So I had the opportunity to chat with two other engineering students, and we just kind of talked through our experience um, having internships this summer. One of us was completely in person. One of us was completely virtual, and then I was hybrid. Um, so it was really nice to kind of get to hear all about engineering internships. That's a great topic. I think so many mm-hmm. times we get students that ask, hey, what, what happens uh, during the summers or like uh, what, wh- where can I work or how do I how, how do internships work? So I think this is a great idea to talk to people about what has actually gone on, especially in this kind of weird time where we have mm-hmm. like uh, partial in person, sometimes all hybrid like or sometimes all virtual. Well, it, it's kind of a weird world. But I think that what everyone should know is that even with all the weird stuff that happened it, Internships continued, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes virtual, sometimes in person, sometimes a mix, uh, very similar to how everyone is working these days. Uh, and internships are always a big part of students' educational pathway mm-hmm. here. So this would be great. Thank you, Alex. We'll talk uh, on the back end of this. So everybody enjoy this conversation about internships uh, this past summer. Thank you both for being here with me today to talk about summer internships, which I feel like is a really hot topic um, that a lot of people are interested. So why don't we start with having you guys introduce yourselves? Let's do like name, major, uh, year, hometown, just kind of the standard one. Yeah, so um, my name is Natalie. I am a third year student studying civil engineering, emphasis in building science. Um, I am from San Diego, California. Hello, everyone. My name is Paul Lepe. I'm a, I'm a fourth year studying computer engineering and computer science from El Paso, Texas, and my pronouns are he, him, his. Love that. Awesome. And I guess kind of this will affect the rest of the interview. So where did you guys intern and kind of what department within the company um, did you work for? Yeah, so I interned at Swinerton Construction, which I would say like isn't super well known to the general public, but like one of the pretty big companies within like civil engineering. Um, And the department thing is kind of a funky question because it was split down the middle of summer. So the first six weeks I was on a construction site where I was um, shadowing a project engineer. And this site was in Inglewood in Los Angeles. And then for the second half of the summer, I was actually in the downtown LA office where I worked on the estimating team for special projects, which just means like, instead of like ground up buildings, it's renovations. So um, you take an existing building and then kind of just do improvements to it and make do demo where you need and then improve it from there, as opposed to starting from nothing and then building upwards. Yeah, so for me, last summer, I did an online internship with ARM, which is a microprocessor company in Austin, Texas. And then this past summer, I interned with Microsoft. 
So I was a software engineer intern with them and I worked in their emerging technologies team, which sounds super amazing. And it's not what you think. It's still an amazing team. <laughs> but um, I was part of the Azure division. And what I worked on was actually micro the Microsoft operating system. So I was in one of the uh, couple kernel teams and I worked on memory management and integrating some new aspects from like ARM64 architecture into uh, the operating system. That's awesome. This past summer, I also had an internship and I was a supply chain operations intern for a company called Flexport. And so that was really interesting. I got to work with the network division. So I focused on transportation for LCL shipments and air shipments. So I really think it's interesting. We all did such different things, but they're all engineering internships. What were some of your favorite things that you did in the position you held this summer? Um, I thought it was really cool that I was given like an actual hard hat safety vest and was able to go <laughs> onto a construction site. And it's actually like a big culture shock because like, I feel like in general, people know the construction industry is very um, male heavy. And so going on site, I was the only female there. And so that was like insane. But then also just being like, as the time went on, I kind of knew more about what I was saying. Like I was able to do quality control. Like if I noticed um, like maybe piping was a little bit off by a foot, then I would have to like tell a subcontractor and let them know. Um, So that was really cool that I was able to walk around, actually talk to all of these people who are very like well-versed in their trade and just learn a lot from them as well as trying to like give my two cents too. Um, and I was like, I was put in charge of this waterproofing thing. Like waterproofing sounds super like small, but it's actually a big deal because without it, you know, all the buildings would flood and stuff. Um, so I was put on that project for like two or three weeks where I like literally was just in charge of making sure that all the waterproofing systems for like two entire buildings were installed correctly. And then I had to like write a report and then send it into our waterproofing consultant. And then if he didn't sign off on it, then we couldn't continue construction. So that was like really big responsibility. And I think that was like, highlight of the summer because I felt like super cool and like accomplished about that after. No, I, I really feel that kind of in a similar sense. One of the things that I worked on this summer was I was analyzing a process of this company and I was basically helping totally scrap it and redesign it and re like just create an entire new team. And this is going to affect like how a whole section of the company works, which I thought was crazy, you know, like being an intern and being able to help out and kind of just originally starting with not a whole lot of knowledge, especially how this specific company works. And then having to learn that. And then by the end of summer, be able to make all of these recommendations. And now like I'm leaving and having my recommendations kind of be how this company is going to operate from now on. So I think it's really cool, you know, to get so much responsibility, especially as an intern. And I feel like that's not really something I experienced at previous internships. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I agree with both of you, to be honest. It was very daunting at first when I was told the first day that I was going to be working on on the operating system, right? Because it's huge. It's in so many computers out there. And it was pretty amazing to see that happen. And around week six, I actually had to create a new file on like the source code, which was great, right? So I wrote, wrote it and then I was showing it to my mentor with some code changes and things like that. And then he told me, oh, you haven't changed the author name because I copied the, the base of the file from somewhere else. So it had the old author. He's like, no, you have to put your name on there and then you have to put the date. And that was like amazing for me because I never thought this would happen. You know, of course, if you look Going at the down code, in like, history, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome because when you think about it, my name is actually not on every computer out there because only the code that's actually there, it gets compiled, not comments, but to have it there. And if anyone takes a look at the actual original code, it will be there for at least, I don't know, 10, 15 years, unless everything changes drastically. So it's pretty amazing. And, you know, like Windows 11 is coming up in a couple of months. It just got announced during the summer. And I was also able to be there inside the company while that happened. It was a great feeling of like, wow, my contributions are like extremely important. And if everything goes according to plan, my name will be out there somewhere, you know? So that, that I was pretty that. amazing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really hope. I really hope that some of our listeners go on to work at Microsoft and I really want to encourage them to look for your name. Paul Lepe, everyone. If, if um, and I can't control start. F the code. If y'all control F my name, I guess you'll find me somewhere. Hopefully. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I really hope, I really hope that's your like fun fact. I hope that like other students, you know, they're like, wow, Paul did this work. <laughs> on that note of the names though, I, one day we were pouring concrete on site and I asked if I could write my name 
in the concrete and they said no and that I'd probably like get a lot of trouble but I really wanted to I was like what if he's like in a corner that you guys like you guys no one's gonna look at it they're like no you cannot put your name in our concrete and I was like fine whatever what's the point of this that's so funny honestly names have like a really really big impact and I feel like especially as an intern um my project group that I was working with we were doing a presentation and it was like to the CEO because it's a relatively small company um and so it was like to the CEO and we were explaining stuff and then like originally they didn't include my name because I was just the intern I was kind of helping in the background but then the manager like took the time to stop and be like oh and our intern Alex Rennie helped with this and this was her idea just wanted to give her credit and I was like oh my god I didn't realize how good it felt to have somebody say my name and just have that be so powerful like Mm -hmm. it is it was a pretty pretty snazzy thing I know recognition is good especially like I feel like a lot of people don't expect to get so much as an intern but you do you don't yeah but like I feel like they treat interns differently than they used to in the past, you know, or at least as you start to get higher level internships, depending on like what grade you're mm-hmm. in, you're given more impactful projects and you, you can really see it, you know, how appreciative the team is after you finish and how it impacts the company. I think that's pretty awesome. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon yeah i mean i still keep in contact with my team team members it was really cool i actually got to meet a lot of usc alum which i'll probably touch on a little bit later but you know i still keep in contact with with quite a few of them Okay. Well, I guess kind of jumping, like, you know, we've had this chance to kind of talk about the opportunities that we had, but also it happened in a time of a global pandemic. And so I kind of wanted to see, you know, how was that for you? Natalie, I know your internship was in person. Paul, yours was virtual and mine was kind of a combination of the two. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about that and see how was that and how was navigating that for both of you? Yeah, actually it was very strange because I was kind of expecting that like dreadful phone call where it was like no you're actually gonna have to be remote but that never came so I actually did what had to get up at like 5 a.m every day get to the site by 6 a.m walk around with like my mask on and like all the gear and everything and like everyone was wearing masks and it was really like it was kind of a culture shock because like, yeah, I am at work, but we are still in a pandemic type thing. Um, but it was super helpful being able to be in person because there's like no way you could do construction virtually. And like seeing things being built in front of you and being able to flip through like blueprints and look at plans like right in front of you is a lot more helpful than I think it would have been if I had to do it behind like a computer. Um, but then like switching gears into working in the office, a lot of that work could be done on a computer because it was like estimating. So what we would do is like, we take square footages off of plans, like on our laptop, and then we put unit prices to it and just kind of like estimate how much a project would cost before we started building it. So there were a couple of times where I was able to work remote from home and like get my work done. But I did notice that those days I kind of had less work to do and I didn't get to like communicate as much with my team. So having it in person was actually very helpful and like going forth, I just kind of hope everyone gets to experience that like in-person thing. But um, I know like a lot, like a lot of different internships, you don't need to be in person, but just like construction specifically, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. With me, like I mentioned, I was a software engineer intern. So everything could be done on the computer and it's expected to be done from the computer. So I had a remote computer set up in the office for me. So I would just connect into it from home and it was a little hard at the beginning, to be honest, because I, wa- I was expecting that connection. You know, we all missed that for so long, for being uh, remote so long in the pandemic. But one of the things I realized is that we're not the only ones seeking that connection. 
everyone in my team by that point hadn't seen each other for almost a year and a half. So my team had been doing uh, lunch, like um, I, I'm blanking on the word, uh, remote lunches, you know, through through teams twice a week. Mm. And that was pretty awesome to see because they would just get together and talk about anything. You know, someone would be cooking in the background, someone else would be talking about like their horrible weekend or their amazing plans. And it was a really good experience to be able to talk with other people that way and still create those connections. In addition to that, I, all the interns, there's over 4,000 US interns working at Microsoft over the summer. And we were all connected wow. through one huge uh, Teams channel, right? Everyone was there and someone created daily lunch hours, but only like 15 of us would show up, 15, 20, and we would rotate. I started going like every other day just to like check it out. And we, we were the same people and we got really close to each other. We created a Discord channel. We still talk right now. We still have like random game nights whenever one of us is bored. And it's pretty amazing, you know, being able to create those connections. I have a friend from the UK. I made a couple friends from Canada all over the US that I don't think would have happened. If I was in Seattle, that's where I was supposed to be located. And actually, hopefully one of my future roommates is going to be someone from that group that I made because I'm moving to Seattle. And after I graduate, because I'm starting full time with Microsoft, I got a return offer. Yeah, you and are. We, yes. <laughs> I, became, I became really good friends with one of them and we're hopefully rooming together. That's the plan, you know. So even though it was remote, That's I was amazing. able to some really great connections, which I'm pretty happy about. No, I think really seconding that my internship was actually supposed to be in Chicago this summer, but I did um, remote. And then we also have an office in LA. So I was able to, towards the end of summer, actually go visit and work out of the office and work out of our, our warehouse because I worked for a freight forwarding company. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier. So we move a lot of cargo, but it was honestly kind of nice getting to work virtually just because like you said, you know, you get to meet people from all over the world. And I thought it was great. We only had nine interns in our department kind of working like with supply chain operations and half of us were working in one side of the company and half of us were working on the other side. So they sent this like PowerPoint presentation of all the interns just kind of out to everyone in the company. It was like a company-wide announcement. They were like, oh, you know, say hi, hi to the interns. And obviously like I had USC on my, my slide and it was great. I had so many USC alumni reach out to me and just be like, oh my gosh, I also went to USC. Let me know if you need anything. And I was able to kind of do these virtual coffee chats because um, I also feel like as an intern, you can really leverage like who you get to talk to in companies. Because I feel like a lot of people are willing to, you know, just chat and, you know, tell you about their experience. At least that was the case where I worked. And so I met all these people, like all these managers and everything. And it was really great. And they were like, you're a Trojan. Let's chat because we have this connection. And so I thought that was really fun. And then we also did um, twice a week game nights to finish off the work day, just to kind of boost morale and get everyone together. And what was also really interesting is um, because it's the shipping industry, the shipping industry really grew because of COVID in a way that I feel like some other industries didn't. And so a lot of the people I had been working with had never met each other in person and they'd been working at the company for over a year. Um, but because of COVID, they just hadn't met. And so that was really interesting, like finally getting to see them get to meet everyone towards the end of summer when we all started going back into the office. But Yeah, um, on that same note, that kind of happened to me too, like with the USC alumni thing, because like the networking, the Trojan family, huge. Like in my division alone, so like special projects estimating, I think there were like mm -hmm. 10 or 12 of us on that team and a, like four of us were USC grads. Like that's already a third of the team that's already that. USC grads. And then like there are operations managers, also USC grad. And he's like kind of pretty high up in the company too. So it was cool though that I like, I'm like a little intern having inside jokes with like the ops manager. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Um, but it's really cool too, because I knew them before I even interned there. They're kind of like, I guess a connection I made, but through the school, because we have a club on campus called um, Construction Management Association of America. And all of these alum who work at like Swinnerton and another construction company's Turner, they like come back and they coach for our teams and like help, help us go and compete in a competition every year. And then like through this, you just kind of make your like industry connections and you're able to go all the networking events and the info sessions. And then when you do the actual interview, it's them. Like these are the people you've been contacting the entire year are the ones interviewing you who already know you because through like USC organizations or just like being a USC student, USC grad, et cetera. Um, so that's 
kind of how I got my internship too. And then like stepping in, you realize that like USC Trojans are everywhere. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Yeah. So I guess let's, let's focus a little bit on that is like how we got these opportunities. Maybe you guys can talk about some of the resources that USC and Viterbi specifically have to help you get these internships, Paul. I'm not sure if you use them to get yours, if you can speak on that maybe. Yeah, of course. So for Microsoft specific, I actually didn't use any US, USC specific resources. Uh, I got referred by a friend um, last when I was a sophomore and then I got referred, I applied and I heard nothing from them my sophomore year. But then for my, for the Microsoft one in like March of my sophomore year, someone reached out and they were like, hey, do you wanna do a pre-interview? And I had never heard of this. And I was like, it's March. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's not for this summer. It's for like next summer. I was like, okay, I guess. And then I did a pre-interview and I completely forgot about it. And then the fall semester started when I was a junior um, a third year and then they reached out to me again in September and they were like oh yeah you were selected to jump to the la- last round interview do you still want to do it and I was like of course I want to skip interviews I want to skip <laughs> you know and um, I was able to do that and that's how I got mine but that was from referral from a friend that was a USC student at the time she already graduated but in, in addition to that I've gotten a good amount of offers from like the career fair that's on campus, you know, the Viterbi career fair mm-hmm. that actually has more companies, I believe, than the general career fair, if I remember correctly. And it's just I think really so. Great. Don't we have like 120? I, I we, think it's something like do. 120 come to Viterbi's career fair. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like going to, up to a couple of them and most of the people that come are USC alums. You know, they have the USC alum um, button. I always forget what it's called. But like they have it and you go up to, and talk to them. And I remember actually making a connection with some of them about the class that I'm currently taking or I was taking at the time with about a professor his name is professor Bovada because they had taken that class before as like master students or upper division classes for undergraduate and then I was like oh yeah I'm taking this class like with Pavada I was like yeah with professor Pavada he's amazing and then he was like a great way to connect with them and you know move forward and be able to create those connections and it was pretty great to be honest it was a great opportunity yeah, I feel like there's always all those like little connections you can make with people that'll definitely like help you so much in the long run and just kind of using the resources that USC has. I also got my internship through an organization. There was one of the people in the company I ended up working for reached out to professors he worked with in our professional society for industrial and systems engineers. And he just kind of emailed some of his professor friends and was like, hey, we're doing this internship program. We would love to have industrial engineers. And then the professor just email blasted us and I applied and it was great. Three of the nine of us actually were from USC, which was pretty funny. And I was also told like over 300 people applied in the first 48 hours. And so it's pretty crazy how like these small, like just these small chances can happen and you just kind of have to jump on it whenever you can. Paul, you said something that I kind of want to expand on. You were talking about how you were connecting about classes. Do you Mm -hmm. feel, do you, both of you, um, do you guys feel or how, how has your classwork kind of tied into your internship? How do you think it helped prepare you? Was there like a small class that helped or like maybe a big class? Oh, with me, I, so if you're a computer science major, computer science or computer engineering, computer science, depending, I'm pretty sure you have to take this class. It's called CS 353. If you're interested, you can look it up online, find the syllabus, but it's pretty, CS 350, I'm sorry. CS 350 and its um, introduction to operating systems. And I'm so thankful I took that class the semester before my internship. So I took it spring semester uh, that just happened, right? And then I finished that class and that class is all about memory management, you know, scheduling processes, about a lot, a lot about the kernel and like very nitty gritty stuff about how a computer works, very close to the metal. And before that, I had never taken a class like that. And then I found out a week after I finished my class, you know, finished my final project, and I'm told that I'm going to be in this 
um, in this team that is all about the kernel, that is all about operating system. And they were talking to me about the project. And of course, I didn't understand everything involved, but I had a very good understanding of what was happening. And that really helped me personally a lot because they were take, talking about like memory management, how memory is allocated, how it's distributed, all this stuff that you can learn on your own, but it's much easier to learn in a class. I'm, I'm very thankful I did. And it really helped me stay, stay well-versed in the project and help the project move along. Because if I didn't have that knowledge beforehand, I would have spent the first six weeks just getting a very minimal, minimal understanding of everything and not being able to code or to contribute much to the project. You know, of course, I'm just, it's a hypothetical, but I'm pretty sure that's what would have happened. Yeah. So I'm very happy I did that. And while I was taking that class, I actually realized this is something that I really love doing. And I'm very happy about that. Awesome. And I was very happy that I got put in the team randomly, right? And that occurred. And now that I'm going back after I graduated, something that I know I would like to do and I'm very excited about doing next year. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait to watch that. And honestly, come visit you in Seattle. It's gonna be a great Paul time. Paul's a superstar. My house is open. No, actually, though, <laughs> love to hear it. Good. <laughs> what about you, Natalie? How do you feel like your classes have helped kind of tie into your internship? Yeah. So I would say it's more like my classes, like created like a theory backbone. Like obviously, in these classes, you're just learning more like on paper about how maybe like a stress um, applied to a beam, at what point will the beam start buckling? And at what points can you apply a load for like, you know, if the beam stay the most stable or stuff like that. Um, but you're not going out there and you're not gonna get a steel beam and you're not gonna start applying forces to it because that just obviously isn't feasible. Um, so it's like that with the combination of like the club. So I already mentioned CMAA, but then I'm also part of like American Society of Civil Engineers where we build a concrete canoe and we like weld a steel bridge. So it's like putting the theory from class hand in hand with physically building things from these like student organizations, both really complemented all the stuff I was able to do during my internship because you have an idea of like what materials are gonna be used and like, what is important to consider. So before, if I hadn't taken these classes, I wouldn't even know like at certain points that you can't apply something or just like in general, like what is going on, you know? So like I was saying, like the classes offered a theoretical backbone to the actual physical building of it. Um, so I'm not like learning how to install elevators in a class, but I'm learning about what is important to consider when you're installing anything really. Um, so that's kind of how the classes were able to complement my internship. Yeah, super important. Yeah, I would say um, for me, I took this one class and it was human factors and work design. And I feel like it really kind of taught us how, you know, humans just interact with any kind of work system. And that was kind of, you know, part of what I was doing when I was analyzing this process. I was looking at how are people in the company interacting with this process and the system and how can we streamline it and, you know, take them into consideration. And so it was really cool to, I think I shared my lecture notes with one of my team leads that I was working with. Cause I was like, oh, like this, I think we should consider this because of this. And it was like very nerdy and dorky, but it was really, I don't know, satisfying and gratifying to have you know, my school work, be able to help this internship and also kind of hand in hand. I feel like this internship has actually set me up for some of my classes this semester. I'm taking a project management course. And because I was on a team and got to see, you know, our team lead go from pretty much start to finish um, and just kind of see how she organized things and like, you know, learned what I felt was effective. And then what I felt like as a follower could have been more clear. Um, I feel like that'll really help set me up for success as well. So I feel like it's also just kind of knowing the little things in classes that'll, you know, help you in the long run, like even working with teams on a group project. Like, I feel like all of those little things can help in the real world. Yeah. Communication helps with every industry, no matter what you're doing, you got to be good at talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think for anyone listening right now, we, we talked about all the technical stuff, right. But also when you come to campus or where, any campus that you go to join other social clubs or like other social activities outside of just engineering because I met some interns that were not able to have an actual conversation with each other <laughs> and I was like I just want to have fun with you I want to converse I want to talk about the weekend and they couldn't do that you know and I was like <laughs> it's hard 
And I feel like that helps you. That also helps you with interviews and networking, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a perfect segue to my next question is just because I feel, you know, like obviously this entire time we've kind of been talking about the internship, like we've kind of briefly touched on, you know, how we all receive these internships, but also in that process, you're probably interviewing with a few companies, you're sending out applications and resumes and it's a lot, but just kind of a fun question. What is the weirdest thing you've been asked like during an interview where you felt was kind of just, you know, totally out of pocket, not related? Um, or, you know, what's an interesting network experience that you've had and maybe where have these, you know, softer communication skills helped you in those situations? It's kind of a loaded question. I know. I'll... I can start this one. I have a good story about this. So oh, I'm, love currently, it. <laughs> I'm currently in the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. We're called SHIP. Uh, I'm the president of the US, USC chapter, but we have this really cool event um, during the fall semester during the there's like a big involve, um, involvement week where a lot of companies come in, you know, the career fair happens. So the companies do a lot of events with organizations around campus. And SHIP started this cool event two years, well, three years ago now, where it's Salsa Night with Intel, where we have really great connections with Salsa the Intel Yes. And he brings, uh, you know, the managers and other engineers in with us. And then we bring someone from the Salsa team because there's a Salsa team at USC and some of them are part of SHIP. And then they just teach us salsa moves. So this is not chips and salsa. This is like the dance. (laughs) Just to clarify that. So for an hour, hour and a half, we're just dancing. And our partners are sometimes, you know, a manager or an engineer or even the main recruiter himself. His name is Michael. And I've had that event happen twice. And it's pretty interesting because they don't know how to dance. Most of us don't know how to dance either. And it's a great experience. And right after that, the next day is usually the career fair. You know, so you don't have to create an icebreaker when you go up to their booth because you're like, hey, nice dance moves last night, you know, or like a random. Did you bust out dancing? Did you go up to anyone and like start (laughs) dancing? No, no, I didn't. It could have been a move. uh, During that night, um, one of the managers was leaving and he didn't know where to get his Uber at. So I actually walked with him because he was like 8, 30, 9 p.m. So I just walked with him to the place where he could get a lift he ordered then and then he left and then the next day i saw him at an event and he was like oh hey he didn't remember my name and that's fine we only talked for a little bit but i was like oh yeah hey how are you doing and it was a very easy conversation to start and in my mind i was like oh we already befriended each other yesterday it's gonna be super a good conversation right but this man 30 seconds into the conversation goes full manager mode and then he immediately says okay oh. so you want a job and i was like <laughs> yes i do and then he just like, he did and he just started interviewing me on the spot and thankfully I was prepared for it so the questions kept coming and he was like okay talk to me about um talk to me about memory what does intel do talk to me about how an algorithm works and all these very technical questions that thankfully I had an idea about but the weirdest one he asked me he was like yeah I love asking this question I love asking like how many balls fit in this room and it's always the random room that we're in so how many balls fit here and then I was like I don't know how big are the balls. Um, <laughs> do I one have big one? <laughs> You're just like one. You're just like one. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a funny answer. <laughs> and it was just like a weird question that he asked, you know. And but it was a great conversation. And at the end of it, a couple of weeks later, I did a formal interview for his team, and I got an offer for them. And that was pretty awesome, you know, to have that whole transition. But that's just yeah. my weirdest in, uh, experience with a recruiter or a manager. Also, I was going to say, you said this isn't chips and salsa. It's like salsa dancing. I was like, what if you called the event chip and salsa? You know what? I really think you should. (laughs) Paul, you are the president. So (laughs) that's also a fun Paul. Paul If you can't tell, I think I'm Paul's biggest fan. I'm like one of Paul's biggest fans. (laughs) But oh my God, I never thought of that. If y'all come in a couple of years, if you've seen the event called Chips and Tulsa, Natalie came up with it. It's not my idea. But yeah. <laughs> this is going down in history. But it'll still be your legacy. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we could have this conversation. <laughs> That's so funny. What about you, Natalie? Any fun experiences with a recruiter or oh, kind of like my a fun goodness. interview I, moment? Yeah. So I have like two parts to that. So the first one is like I was a freshman so this was two years ago 
I joined the club that I keep mentioning, CMAA, because, you know, same intern type business. Um, And I was the only freshman that joined that year. And they have this giant networking event called Symposium. And when I say giant, I mean like giant. Like it has like 250 attendees, like a ton of companies come. They're all in construction, architecture, as well as like civil consulting. And it's a big deal. Like the companies will buy a table just to get an opportunity to talk to like two of USC students that are there. And then like we have speakers who come in and you know the um, the big stadium that just opened SoFi Stadium? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first time that that stadium was being announced to the public was at this USC event. Like it had never been presented to any group of people before, but this event. Wow. I know it was like so cool. And like, I was what, like 18 years old talking to these very seasoned professionals, just trying to make it seem like I knew what I was talking about, but they obviously knew I didn't know what I was talking about. It was like, <laughs> it was Take so, it you make it. yeah, no, it was very stressful, but I did get like five business cards that night and they were just like, they knew I had no technical skills, but they were impressed with the fact that I was willing to be at that event so young, like just fully jumping in with nothing to back me up. Like I had no, no right to have the confidence I did walking into that. Um, but then that kind of like then set me up to, for all the interviews that happened later on. Cause then I was able to take these business cards and be like, Hey, do you remember me? A little freshman who didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. I want an intern now. Can you, can you help me out? Um, and I don't have any like super crazy, like interview experiences or questions, but I do have one tip that has helped me a lot is like, you know, at the end when they're always like, do you have any questions for us? And then like, maybe you ask a question, but then they ask it again. They're like, do you have more questions for us? And you feel like kind of stressed. You're like, should I have more? Um, I always do this thing where I'm like, no, I don't, but do you have any questions for me? And then I just start listing like personal facts about me. I just go like, I love the color yellow. I have three dogs and I'm really obsessed with Twilight. And then, then they like, like <laughs> Twilight. Hey. yeah, I always have to mention that, but um, they will always take like one piece of like your fun fact. And then it'll just like create like a good moment of talking that has nothing to do with like the job or the internship or like being like professional. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, being conversational. So I always like turning it back on them. So then I get to talk about myself, but in a more like social fun way, as opposed to just like my technical skills, which we had already covered. So then if they get to know me as a person, then more likely they would like me and then want to hire me. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I actually did that at one of my recent interviews and my interviewer, I had two interviewers um, and one of them was like, wow, I've never had a candidate ask me that before. And then he was like, let's, analyze your resume again and then just like (laughs) pulled up my resume in front of me and was like and then he I think he asked me a question about the fact that I'm on the cheer team at USC and was like how is that related to engineering or something like that and it was kind of fun and quirky but yeah it is it's definitely a good question to ask I would recommend it too Um, yeah I also forgot that I like have Chipotle on my resume like I used to work there for two years in high school so everyone always asks me about like how big of a burrito can you roll? Like, what is your worst experience with a customer? And I'm like, what's the guac recipe? You know, what's the guac <laughs> recipe? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly, maybe you should make the guac for um the ship and salsa event, you know? Ship make and salsa. <laughs> yep. That's pretty great. I guess what are some other, I mean, so I feel like a lot of the people who are going to be listening to this podcast within you know, the next couple of years, they're probably going to be thinking about engineering internships themselves or interviews. What are maybe some other pieces of advice that you would give your younger self, like right before your very first interview? I think for that, Natalie mentioned it a little bit um, last answer, and it's get yourself out there as soon as possible. Because it is, to be completely honest with you, it is hard to get an internship your freshman year. It depends on how much experience you have coming into university and how prepared you are. And people do get them. But personally, I didn't. I went to every single networking event. I talked to every single recruiter and I didn't get anything, right? But that I didn't get discouraged by it. I went to two or three engineering conferences that year, walked to the whole career fair, did the whole thing, didn't get anything. I think I got one interview and that was it. But I think just getting myself out there really helped in 
preparing myself for my sophomore year. Because by that point, I had already taken a whole year of engineering classes and I had already built the basics of everything, which is just basic algorithms, you know, how to write code and how to think about problem solving skills. And from that, I was able to see the same recruiters that had shown up because as we mentioned, the same USC people keep coming to see us. So if they see you, they can actually see how much you progress, you know, from having nothing on your resume to having a very sloppy resume and interview skills to actually growing as an individual and showing them that you want to work for them and are consistent. That was, that really helped me out. And it really opened doors for me my sophomore year. It was very insightful. And someone told a couple of us freshman year, and I was one of the few people that took in that advice to heart. And I'm very happy that I did because it has helped me to be where I am right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And I noticed too that like, at least for my industry, there's not a lot of technical questions that you're going to be asked during an interview. But I've noticed that like interview styles have changed more behavioral ones. So they kind of give you like a scenario where it's like, where, like, have you been in a situation where you needed to like, um, you were in a conflict and you had to resolve it and what were your steps in doing that? So I would say like for a lot of these interviews, go in just kind of knowing yourself and knowing what you've been through and like, don't try to over-practice these because like these, it's really just about your behavior and how you react to things. And like, if you have this like perfectly staged kind of rehearsed answer, I feel like it doesn't come off as impactful or as passionate as something like you genuinely have been through things. Like, you know, your life, you know, the things you have been through. So this isn't something that you should be nervous about because you're really just speaking on yourself and like, who knows you better than you, right? So I would say that is like kind of my advice is just like know the things you've been through and know that you've made it this far and you've had challenges and you've had successes and like be able to speak on those. Yeah, I would also say like if you have the time um, before the interview, definitely look into the company you're interviewing for and finding find out something that you're really passionate about or that your baby really interested in and maybe try and bring it up into the interview or ask about it at the very end, because something about the company that I just worked for this past summer, they have this thing um, that's called flexport.org where they work with kind of green initiatives. So they do um, offset of carbon emissions and just, they do humanitarian aid and volunteering and things like that. Um, you know, when the COVID-19 outbreak was really severe and a lot of pe- places around the world were lacking in PPE, uh, people in the company got together and made sure that that delivered to those countries that really needed it. So in my interview, I actually brought up the carbon emission calculator and I was really interested about it. And they said, wow, you actually have done your homework. Like, you know, about this part of the company. So I feel like that can also be very impactful when you're interviewing. Yeah. One final thing that I would like to add is you're always going to be nervous. If you're not nervous, there's something weird, you know? <laughs> Like maybe you don't really want to work for that company. I don't know. But like um, it's something that happens and you just have to grow into it. And one of the things is I myself, whenever whenever there's a career fair, I get really nervous and like going to talk to a company, you know, getting in line, even though I, I already did my research and things. And something someone, an upperclassman told me my freshman year that really stayed with me was walk through the career fair one time or two times and list it the number of companies that you're interested in or do your research beforehand because they also show the list make a list of that and before you go up to them the ones that you're really interested in the one that you really want to work for go to other companies that may not sound so interested or you have maybe have never heard of and that way you can get over how nervous you are and that first impression early on and if you mess up with those companies it's okay because that's not the company that you wanted to work for but if you really hit it off with them that's probably maybe a company that you actually are interested in in the future and you can learn more from them. So that's pretty a great advice that I have taken toward and I have been doing for the past three years and it has really helped me. That's amazing. I guess this is kind of very similar to the last question I asked, but I guess just to kind of wrap up this podcast and this interview, what I guess are some um, final pieces of just kind of general advice you would give to students even searching for internships or just kind Um, of any final parting thoughts yeah I would honestly just say like don't be afraid to flop you know just because you're gonna flop a lot you're not gonna get every um Mm -hmm. position you apply for you're gonna do bad in a couple of interviews and that's just like inevitable you're gonna have your failures but that's what you fine-tune you learn from that one interview you're like dang I really messed that up like when they asked me the question about this I had no answer but now you know 
if you are ever asked that question again, you have an answer. So it's just kind of like, don't run away from like the fear of failure, which sounds like super cheesy and cliche, but like start early and start failing very early on because you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Um, So yeah, just put yourself out there. Yeah, I know we have talked a lot about the Trojan family and about different stories that we have, but it's not only about you going to talk to a company and, and a Trojan already being there, or you working for a company and meeting a Trojan there and making a connection. You can actually find a lot of these people on LinkedIn or from upperclassmen. They know people that had just graduated a couple of years before from the company that you're interested in. And I'm 100% sure that if you send them an email, if you try to contact them, these people will set up 15, 20, 30 minutes of their time to talk with you about whatever you want. You know, it could be uh, interview advice. It can be about their life. It can be about what they're working on. And it's a great asset that we have as people. And all we need to do is ask. And that's something we usually don't do. (laughs) We don't like asking for help. We don't like reaching out. And it's something that I've had to work with a lot in the past, but it's a great asset that we have. And I think it's amazing the amount of resources US provides and other amazing universities as well. So take advantage of that. Other people want to help you. They want to see you succeed almost as much as you want to see yourself succeed. So that's pretty great. They really do. And then kind of like the last thing I want to say is, if you don't get an internship after your freshman year, you're after your sophomore year, that's totally normal. There's nothing wrong with that. And everyone is going to be at different timelines and also figuring things out. Like if you get an internship and you realize, wow, this is not what I want to do at all. You know, that happened for me personally, after my first internship, I was like, wow, this is actually what I want to do. And it made me change my entire major. Um, but it's kind of just, I feel like it's always helpful to hear that reminder. Like everyone is going to be at different speeds. Everyone's going to be at different places. Um, and all of us are going to look different. So don't be discouraged if, you know, one of your friends is getting a lot of offers or something like that. And maybe you're not at first, that doesn't mean you're not going to get one later down the line. Um, but I think with that, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your afternoon to come chat with me about this. Um, so thank you both. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good luck, everyone. Awesome. And we're back. Thank you so much, Alex. I really enjoyed listening to that episode. I was just wondering for internships, like obviously your internship was like online and in person. Were there any like perks you found to being online versus in the office? Yeah. Um, I feel like I just got to meet so many people in the company that I would not have met if it was totally Mm -hmm. in person. Um, you know, I was working with teams in San Francisco and teams in Chicago, and it was much easier, um, to work with them in kind of that virtual environment than I feel like if I had been working strictly in person, because those days I was in person, I was really only interacting with our LA team. Hmm. Awesome. You've had other internships, correct, Alex? Or was this the only one? Yes. I had an internship after my freshman year um, in a totally different field. I worked in mobile app development. Hmm. Um, when you were kind of going into college and, and, and starting to think about internships, what was probably the scariest part? And now where you are now looking back on it, what, what advice would you give to yourself about how you did things or what did you worry about that you didn't need to worry about? I think the scariest part of it for me was honestly trying to figure out where I wanted to intern because I feel like my education has set me up to go down so many different pathways. Um, And I feel like that was the scariest part, trying to be like, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to choose this and hate it. But then I realized, you know, anything can be a learning experience. I've been really fortunate that I've loved my internships and they've actually really kind of helped direct my career choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really lucky in that fact. And so I think I would definitely tell myself to just kind of go for it um, and be keep an open mind and just be really willing to try anything. What's one thing that you, you take away from your internships that maybe something you haven't learned anywhere else? I think honestly, my internship really taught me the true importance of utilizing my network. I think it was something I knew, but it wasn't something um, I had the opportunity to really practice until I got to this company. Um, And I just kind of got to network all throughout the company with a lot of USC alum too, which was really exciting. Um, I know I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but 
my company did an email blast introducing all the interns. And when people saw that I was from USC, I had a bunch of USC alumni actually reach oh. out and connect. Um, so cool, and right? so it, my, my manager's manager actually graduated from the ISC department at USC. Um, And then there was another person in the company who also graduated from the ISC department. And so that was really cool getting to talk to them and learn about, you know, their experiences at USC, however many years ago. Um, One of them even had similar professors or the same professors that I'm currently taking. Cool. Um, So that was really fun. It all becomes a very small Mm -hmm. world at the end of the day, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Uh, And I'm, I'm certain um, that being uh, two times captain of the USC spirit leaders uh, doesn't, doesn't hurt any. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's exciting. They're hopefully going to actually come to uh, some football games as you know, they'll be back for homecoming. So hopefully I'll get to reconnect with them in that capacity. The the alums at your company. So they get to see see on the field. We, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're calling back to a joke that we had before we started recording everybody, but basically (laughs) not a joke, but Alex is is captain of the spirit leading spirit, spirit leader team. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. We're the spirit leaders. Yes. Captain (laughs) of the spirit leaders at USC. And so earlier this week, she was highlighted on the USC Viterbi Instagram. So Alex is kind of a little mini celebrity this week. Uh, (laughs) Big, big time, big time around campus. So I had to call her out on it on the podcast. So <laughs> VIP on the podcast this week. Yeah. Yeah. We Thanks, have a guys. celebrity in our midst, Emily. Like, I don't even know what to do. I've just been like, oh. I don't even know what to ask. What a huge ego boost. Honestly, I had no idea that it was coming out this week. This was something we've been talking about doing for months and months. Um, Paul, I was actually, they said that they found out about me through you. So thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, of course. You're I, the... I, I, you're the I, reason I, that this happens. I, I talk about you all very loudly. I talk about you all very loudly. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm making light of it, but it is a really, really big deal. And congratulations. I mean, I know there's a lot of work that goes into being captain of the spirit leaders in addition to all the other work that you do. And so if you're at a USC football game coming up, or if you're watching uh, on TV, uh, you'll probably see Alex uh, throwing up the fight on and leading some, leading them some, some spirited chants and yells and songs. Yep. First one this Saturday. Can't yeah, wait. <laughs> that's right. Beat the Spartans. Okay. Uh, anything else, ladies, we want to talk about anything else we need to update everybody on? Um, I think that's about it. I think you guys covered it. Yeah. That's it for so. me. All right, Alex, thank you so much for bringing this episode. And for all of our listeners out there, we'll see you again real soon because we've got a lot of episodes in our bank that are ready to get out. So we'll see you soon.